All-State, two-year starter, and rush in for the Big Red and NFL vet. Is Dudeness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino if you're not into the whole brevity thing? It's Blackshirt Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. The Blackshirt Hour continues. Blackshirt Husker NFLer Jay Moore with us at Moore 44 and can catch him on Big Red Wrap-Up as co-host, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark uh, in as well, Chris Schmidt. Bird, it, it started as a, uh, a slow burn on the 4th of July for that artillery shell, and then all of a sudden a, a show happened with the Super Bowl. What would you think? Yeah, it was a great game. It was low scoring, you know, two really good defenses. The 49ers defense showed up uh, early in that game. You know, the first couple games, the playoff games, they had very slow starts. So they got off to a really, really good start and really had that the Chiefs, you know, offense confused, upset. Uh, you, have, you know, Kelsey bumping into Andy Reid in the sidelines, chewing them out. Uh, people aren't, aren't happy. And it could have been, you know, McCaffrey, had, you know, obviously has that fumble in that first drive. You know, kind of a tale of, you know, what 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 could have been mm-hmm. and obviously with the miscues on special teams and the, the blocked you know the blocked extra point and then the fumble if you want to call it a fumbled uh, the muff punt i know i hit the guy's foot and he didn't even know it um a pretty good job of being alert on by mcleod to try to pick it up you'd like to see him maybe fall in that scenario but mm-hmm. uh, it's it's fun to see a game you know it's a really really good game were really two plays define the game, in my opinion. That was those two plays. It was the, it was the missed extra point in that in that field goal. So special teams, right? And those always come down to close games, just being almost the, the deciding factor. If it's not going to be turnovers, um, if they make the extra point, that game's vastly different. Mm-hmm. Knowing they have to go down and get six, and not you know can kind of take their time, and they know they have the best kicker. Uh, one of the best kickers in the league. Uh, he's been money all year. You have him in your back pocket. Uh, and then, you know, with the fumbled punt, the muff punt, they score the next play. And they really hadn't gotten anything going all game. And all of a sudden, with momentum flips, switches right there. But just a fantastic game. I mean, Purdy was good. Mahomes struggled a little bit, but then kind of got it going a little bit. Play call in fourth and one, I love just that option to him to try to throw it out to the right. You know, they take it away, he can run, and he does. He just made plays. Mahomes made plays when he needed to. He just finds a way. Year in and year out, the guy finds a way, whether he's hurt or not. Uh, he didn't have, you know, this by far wasn't the best Chiefs team that they've had. But the defense was was really, really good, and – they found a way, and just a, two, a few too many mistakes by the 49ers and special teams. But you telling me you get you get a five quarter game in Vegas for the Super Bowl? <laughs> uh, I mean, I I'm, I'm a little biased. Uh, I was biased towards the 49ers. I wanted them to win. We had some nice parlay bets going that, <laughs> that uh, we were looking to hit for. But uh, it was a, it was a it was a really good, uh, really really good Super Bowl. And you know, I know there's. There's a lot of frustrated anti-Chiefs fans out there, but <laughs> I tell you what, they, they deserve this one. They went to the playoffs. They went to the gamut, and they came out in the, at the end of it squeaky clean, right? And uh, Like Shawshank. 
you know. And, <laughs> no uh, kidding. <laughs> so it was a good game. I'm, I'm happy with. Obviously, one of the 49ers win, but uh, just the entertainment value and in the the top, you know, the the really really good football that was played was was fun to watch. So real quick, part of the Super Bowl festivities, we're all kind of whining today about how uh, how we feel from overeating well, yesterday. Well, one thing to note with that slow first half. It was kind of the perfect time to do it because you can go up and grab some food. Yeah. You can go grab a beer. Oh, if you're at a punting again. party, you can yeah. actually make some casual conversation so it's not just focusing on I mean, the it game. It wasn't really anything different for Big Ten fans. So. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Husker fans are all used to that yeah. kind of game. Uh-huh. That was exciting. But food-wise, I mean, uh, apparently Junior made a pizza for you from Lazari's. Apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had a nice little spread. I had a former teammate of mine come over, and uh, he has some kids that are the same age as mine. So uh, let them – Play all the video games and do whatever. Play basketball in the front in the front uh, driveway while we watched football. And yeah, we had Lazari's pizza, we had chicken nachos from Bison Witches, and then we had wings from Slim Chickens, mm. plus a nice assortment of beverages as well. So <laughs> uh, we, uh, I think, all our boxes were kind of checked for, you know, Super Bowl food, pizza, nachos, wings. I mean, what else? What else could a guy want? That's fair. No, I mean. I'm trying just just an invite. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. But you know, no, I, I we're, we've talked a lot about the you know the the, the smorgasbord we've all kind of sewered and uh, inhaled uh, the last twenty four hours. It was it was a good time. It was it was. And, and Jay, somebody who was not having a good time for about five seconds in that game last night was Andy Reid when Travis Kelsey Let's came over there. to him. I do want to go there. You briefly brought it up. Connor and I were talking before the show. We both think it's a little bit overblown, the, the reaction to this moment. It's an emotional in the moment. moment. It was awful. Was it, though? Yeah. I remember watching and saying, like, that's a guy that is frustrated. Was, yeah. He's being underutilized in the offense. He wants to let his head coach know in a very high-pressure moment that – He's upset with how this game is being called. And I think Travis Kelsey, through the past decade of his career, has earned the right to voice his frustrations to Andy Reid like that. It, I think, I think if, Kel- if Kelsey's with a less patient, tolerant coach as, as Big Red, you know, Kelsey's talent speaks for itself. But Big Andy, you know, Big Andy's kind of helped nurture that talent. It's one thing to, like, yell. And you can do that from a few feet away, Jay Bird. But not only to, like, scream – Drunken what? What cover charge? I mean, that's what it looked like. I mean, to, to me, and then bump him like he's on the ice, and it's uh, you know, there's a puck to go after. But, but to me, it's one thing if it's Pacheco doing that. It's another thing entirely if it's your Hall of Fame tight end that's already helped you win two Super Bowls. He looked like a kid in Toy Isle number four. It, my my issue with it, this isn't the first blow up Kelsey's had in the sidelines. Right, year. I don't remember if it was in the playoffs. Raiders or spiked his late, helmet. Yep. Yeah, he slammed his helmet down. Andy Reid chewed his butt, his, his tail off there too. So, I think there's there's Listen, Travis Kelsey has all the respect in the world, one of the best to do it. Uh, Andy Reid, one of the best to do it. But I think there's got to be some respect. In my opinion, he, I know it's, it's, it's a passionate football game and you're frustrated. But, I mean, come on, have a little self-control. And this is not – I mean, again, this is not the first time this has happened. And all that passion and energy that he has, that he showed there, is why he's so good. But at the time – I mean, it was a little overboard for me, to, to be honest. It's not like, used come on, to seeing it. Not used to seeing it. Have some self-control. And you know, if it's one thing on the sideline, especially right there off the field, 
maybe pull them off to the side, bring them back to buy the, you know, where the equipment stuff, you know, the extra helmets are and be like, Hey, get me the mother effing ball. And you do it right there. Right. You don't need it. You know, it's again, I've never been in that situation where I've been in the Super Bowl, heated. I get it. But to me, it's just, you got to stay a little more calm. It wasn't a great look by any means. Not, I mean, bumping your coach, but he about knocked him over. Uh, so he's, I'm sure he's, you know, a little embarrassed about this situation. I don't know if he's apologized or He not. didn't post game he on the podium. Yeah, on mm-hmm. the media session, my fault. I mean, they're good. And, and I'm sure oh, behind, yeah. behind closed doors, Reed will just say, dude, appreciate you. Not again. You know, he'll, he'll, they're fine. Yeah. Because yeah. Reed can handle it. But totally. It's the relationship that they have. And it's a different situation to me if Travis Kelsey doesn't go and have the second half that he does where, you know what, you do get in the ball and the offense does look different. That's, that's my take is I think my opinions may be swayed a little bit because, well, maybe Travis was right. He, I mean, he wasn't wrong. No, I mean, he, he wanted to be in blocking on that play because his, his backup missed the block. There's the strip. You you know, get get the football inside the 10 and you fumble going in trying to take a 7-3 lead. Yeah, it's, it's a tough – it's always a an interesting discussion, right? A, a player-coach interaction on the sideline of the biggest game of the year by, by you know, nothing's bigger than the Super Bowl. So, Did, he apologized. It is what it is. They're, they, you know, who? they get it. They get another championships and – See if he comes back again. I mean, there's been talk of uh, retirement, and he's been doing this for a long time. Does he want to come back for to try to, you know, get a get a three peat? I don't know. They'll, they'll they'll try for three. I think of the three coaches you played for, Bo, mm-hmm. Billy C, and Fearless Frankie. What coach of the three would you have feared a reaction from? Had Jay Moore lost it and went <laughs> and hip checked one of the three. Oh my gosh! Uh, at Nebraska, probably Bo <laughs> yes. easily. But I would say I was thinking even like you know NFL career. I mean, a guy if someone did that to Mike Singletary, I would just say yeah, mm. Iron Mike. You wouldn't live to tell I mean, the tale. No way. I mean, he, I mean, he kicked <laughs> Vernon Davis off the field in a game. Uh, you know, in his first or second year of the, being the head coach. So, but oh, definitely Bo. Yeah, Bo. Bo for sure would have. He would have. He has that southpaw. He might have. He might have caught one with that with that left hook. Is it? Is it? I mean, is it the? Uh, the does he go with those Fargo eyes? Like you know, you, oh, the the wood yeah. chipper guy in Fargo looks a lot like Bo in the face. He's looking right through you. Yeah. <laughs> like he is looking right through. I could just see. I could just see it. You know that that look. You we all know that look. Here's here comes Youngstown. Yeah, exactly. There's so many pictures out there of. Him yelling at referees or Taylor Martinez or whatever it was uh, that uh, he uh, yeah you don't want to you don't want to make him mad. It don't take much either you know, you know, <laughs> to, to piss off both. So you go, Very you go crucial on the sidelines and yell at him, man. That would be whew, mm. that'd be that would be a scene. 
More with Jay Moore, Blackshirt Husker NFL, or the Blackshirt Hauer. Hail Far City Radio, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. Well, Quote of the century there from Jay just don't, now. It don't take <laughs> much, much to piss off Bo. That's good. Uh, we'll check in. Uh, other side here with Jay. We're up against a hard time here. So, reminder about buckling up. Use your seatbelt. It saves lives. It prevents injuries only if properly worn. Make it click. A message from the NDOT. Highway Safety Office, so uh, here at Click, and uh, be safe if you're out uh, motoring around. Also, uh, you've got uh, pro volleyball going on, and uh, that is so important for the uh, city of Omaha and the state of Nebraska, the Supernovas, in action and be a part of the incredible experience, CHI, of course, their venue, and uh, be a part of the Supernovas. And do so. Get your single match or season tickets today. Log on supernovas.com. Jay Moore continues with us here on Hale Varsity. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Jay Moore's with us. It's Hale Varsity Radio. Blackshirt Husker NFL or Jay Moore. Jay, when you look at the second half, and Elijah and I were talking about this earlier, the play calling on San Francisco's side. They went away from the run a lot in that second half. What did you make of that? And if you're in that, you know, head coaching position, what do you do differently in, in the next two quarters? Well, it's hard because they leaned on McCaffrey big time. I mean, he was all that first drive and utilized him in the past game as well. You got this, I know when they come out in the second half, they try to throw it. Uh, and I think Romo was kind of questioning. And that's right. It's like you got to run the ball. And I know they have a backup running back too, but – I kind of think they were like, let's let's give let's give McCaffrey just a couple series off here. Let's try to utilize something else because we're going to have to lean on him hard in the late in the third quarter, in the fourth, in, and then in overtime. And they did. They got back to utilizing McCaffrey. I mean, that one drive, he was exhausted. He's like, I need one playoff. He saw him raise one finger up, like, give me a playoff because I mean, they were toss, stretch, counters. You know, they had him in motion. They tried to utilize him in the past game. I mean, that was this game plan was centered around Christian McCaffrey. So I think part of that was they wanted to just maybe let's just throw a little wrinkle in there, give give McCaffrey a little bit of a rest here because they know they're going to have to lean on him hard in the, in the second half. But they got back to it. I, I think I don't think the game ends much differently if they, if they just kept going McCaffrey left, McCaffrey right. I think it still just comes down to the fact that they missed an extra point and they, they muffed a punt. I mean, that's honestly what that, that game came down to was those two special teams' mistakes. Well, Jay, I think maybe we, we disagree slightly here because I, I think Kyle Shanahan, he's had bad history in the second half of, of his Super Bowls. First, blowing the lead with the Falcons, and then blowing the lead against the Chiefs the first time around. He, he seems to have blown a lead again. I think the biggest discredit to, to, to Shanahan last night was taking the ball first in overtime. Uh, and yep. you, have, you had quotes from the 49ers postgame. Juszczyk said, I, I don't understand the strategy there. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs very much understand the strategy. They've been talking about that all year long, that, you know, if the playoffs come around, we want the ball second in overtime because we're going to have four plays to pick up a first down, knowing the situation, knowing what we need to get. I feel like you can put something on Shane in there from the, the third quarter play calling, which was rough, pulled it back together in the fourth quarter, but then choosing to take the ball first in overtime, I think is just uh, one of the deadly sins that you can't commit as a coach. You have to know the situation. You have to know the strategy, and he chose wrong there. I mean, the play calling it is what it is. It's again, it, you're gonna have you're gonna have a stretch where your things aren't going the way you want. I mean, they're they're a good football team on the side, right? And they're a really good defense. I 
but as far as overtime, like that, the rules there caught me off guard too. I was like, wait a minute, what'd they say? Because I had completely forgot. And it sounds like even some of the 49ers players were not aware of regular season overtime versus playoff overtime. Yeah, knowing that, it's like, it's just like college. You always want to be, you always want to be on defense first. So you know what you're working with once you get the ball. Do I need a touchdown to tie or a field goal to win mm-hmm. or tie? Um, obviously, they get the they get the field goal there, and now you know uh, exactly what what Mahomes and company has to go down and do. So, yeah, that was a mistake. That was a mistake. I just don't know if communication was made or if Shanahan was confused. Or I'm pretty sure that the referee, the head guy, came out and said, reminded everyone, like, hey, no matter what, everyone gets two possessions or a possession, even if 49ers score a touchdown first, because obviously in over, in regular overtime rules. You score a touchdown first, game's over. You kick a field goal, the other team gets another chance. But even if the 49ers scored a field goal or a touchdown, the Chiefs were able to come back and counter that. Um, I just don't know if that was overlooked or, or what. I don't know. I, I mean, even 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 when they took the ball first and they kicked it, I kind of almost think like, man, maybe we go for it here. And because we just know Mahomes, last thing you want to do is give Mahomes a chance, right? So yeah, that was a mistake. The play calling, you can it is you can you can dig down and, and I'm not as uh, judgmental on that. I just, the, but the not, but taking the ball first in overtime. Yeah. That's, I think, I think some community communication error happened and someone was confused in the whole situation, which is unfortunate in the biggest game of the year. Jay Moore is with us at tail varsity radio, black shirt, Husker NFL or Jay Moore at Jay Moore 44 on Twitter. Co-host big red wrap up. Jay going to go to uh, some Nebraska thoughts. You, Guys had your your signing day special last week for Big Red wrap up. A thought on Nebraska, and then to, to couple that, uh, a chance to hear from from Coach Glenn Thomas today, and sounded uh, sounded really uh, ready for for the moment. And, and why shouldn't he be? He's been in the NFL and he's been in college for a lot of his career. But but touch on both those topics, starting with signing day. Yeah, it was a nice just kind of put a bow on everything. And that show is so difficult to do because there's like 36 guys you have to talk about. And it's a gap, <laughs> right? You have, you have them in December. You have the guys, whether they're early enrollees, transfers. And then, then you have the guys that sign in February, which not a lot of them. But the transfers right, that come in as well uh, during that time frame. So it's a lot of the guys you just kind of have to get familiar with and, and try to get words out on them and describe their play and – in, in such a, a fast time. But I think, again, just a very well put together class. Obviously, Dylan Raiola um, leading that, uh, Carter Nelson, Grant Bricks, uh, Preston Tuamua, you know, the old lineman from Hawaii. I think he's a really, really good player. He's going to be a fantastic player. Uh, you get your quarterback, you get some really good O line talent. Uh, you spring, you know, wide receivers, they took care of that. You know, they're obviously depth issue was a, was a concern last year. And, and, just with injuries, it was an issue. So they kind of checked that box, whether it was in the transfer portal or out of the signees. But you just look all overall, I mean, talent from the state of Texas, talent from the state of Florida, uh, just speed, athletes, uh, long. Uh, you know, you, you can see exactly what Matt Rule wants, and he wants long, athletic guys. And those are those are great guys to have to make a football team out of. So I think – very directional, very intentional on what on what Matt Rule wants to do, and let's be honest, I I, I believe in his eye of talent and his judgment of talent because you see you saw so many guys come in, especially on defense, play in year one. Cam Lenhart, mm-hmm. uh, Princewell, 
Uh, Riley Van Poppel plays as a true freshman. He didn't even come in the he wasn't even here during the spring. So I think understanding the talent and kind of the programs are a part of, but once they get on campus, the ability to develop them very, very quickly is is very evident. And I think that can be used as a plus going forward in the recruiting realm because it's like, listen, we're gonna get you ready to play. You know, we might not plan on you playing right away, but if you have to play, we're going to get you ready. And I think that was very, very evident last year. Uh, but as uh, with Coach Glenn coming forward, I thought, you know, his comments on, you know, pressures, you know, pressures being a, a true freshman quarterback and the pressures being on Dylan Riola, and it's just like pressure is a privilege. Uh, and that's – I couldn't agree more. I think I said that, you know, that same term a few weeks ago when I was chit-chatting with you guys. I think that's – you know, you want that pressure. You know, and you want those eyes. You want the attention. If you don't, then you're probably not going to be pretty darn – you're not going to be pretty good mm-hmm. uh, as a player. It just takes a it takes a special person to want that and appreciate that pressure and kind of know it and, and kind of flip the perspective because some people are like, oh, my gosh, I couldn't imagine having all these eyes and all these people on me. It's like you got to – you got to. it takes a different breed to to handle that. And I think Dylan Rael is going to be a guy to, to, to handle that. And um, But he knows – the nice thing is is – you know, with Coach Satterfield, kind of was his. He was kind of spread thin last year, mm-hmm. so it's hard to communicate with the quarterbacks. Have the off the, the offensive system in place. Now the quarterbacks have a guy to to go. And I know he's kind of co OC, but I, Coach Glenn is he is the he is a QB's coach. So there's only three of them on the roster currently. You know, two of them are two freshmen, and the other one's Heinrich Harburg. So those three guys are gonna get plenty of attention from from Coach Glenn this spring. Jay Bird will get caught up again next week. Thanks so much for giving us a few minutes and always fun to talk some ball with you. Yeah, you got it, boys.